We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. This is Cheryl from Jajawarong Country. Well, I think we're live, Eric. So welcome back to the podcast. It feels like a little while since I've seen you. Certainly at the start, I know that you've been popping in and out. This is episode 58 of the Beyond 90 podcast. We've had many, many guests. Eric and I seem to be some of the staples in there. Riley will be joining us later. We'll also have Stefan will join us to give us a Nordic wrap and then hopefully our fingers are crossed that we'll actually have Neil Bennett join us to give us a wrap of the MPLW in Western Australia as it stands because it's one of the um, areas that is still playing football. So welcome back, Eric. How are you? I'm okay. Uh, I think let's get the big news out of the way. Uh, In the last week, I was fortunate enough to win a charity auction run by... Emma Ilioski's mom, Catherine, and the auction was for a signed Michelle Heyman jersey. So there you can see it right there. So that that's the biggest news. Um, other than that, so my pretty soon my wardrobe will be entirely green, I suspect, but that is what it is. Um, but yes, I have been good otherwise just in lockdown, etc., working and not being able to go anywhere and not, not even get a haircut. Jersey? What, <laughs> what, what happens, happens to the jerseys? Are you, are you wearing them? Um, well, at home. I, I don't want to wear the sign one. I just think that would be that would be a special one. But um, I'm sorry, Stefan has a question which I'll answer. Well, uh, well, answer in a bit. But um, I will just um once. So the Ashley Crofts one, the Jess Nash one, etc. Get worn from time to time, and then I will. As I reveal later, I have plans for more jerseys. But we'll get to that when we talk about W League signings. I've kept it very quiet, but I did a while back win a jersey from Melbourne Victory, and and I thought at the time that it was supposed to be a signed jersey from all of the premiership winning team. It ended up came in the mail, and it had the signature of Jeff Hopkins on it. So I reckon that's a pretty good one that's anyway. Because that's Jeff, good enough. Jeff has done yeah. many the first man to win first person to win W League Coach of the Year three times. That's a great signature. Absolutely. And same kind of thing. I I don't necessarily expect that I will wear it, but I'm very pleased to have it. My first jersey that I had was actually an A-League jersey that I went and got gaffer tape and stuck over all the sponsors and made it look a little bit more like a W-League top. That was before the days when you could actually buy them. So I think life is a little bit better now. Let's talk about the weekend football and jerseys being a part of it. But I think one of the the big things that happened this week is that Alana Kennedy has signed for Manchester City, which is a, an interesting signing, and we'll see the reunion. Is it Hayley Rasso is also at Man City? Hayley Rasso is indeed at Manchester City, along with many many other talented players. It's so, they have that would <laughs> they have a lot of players, and I think keeping all of them happy will be in, an interesting challenge. And, and I think that's one of the interesting things, isn't it? That how much game time will those players get? But we've seen through the Olympic campaign that's just been happening recently that even players who haven't necessarily had a lot of game time been able to step up. So those environments are terrific environments. And I think it's a great move. And I think the players also need to be considering the financial aspects. So maybe maybe that makes things a lot better for mm-hmm. them as well. Are there any more signings that we're expecting at the moment? I haven't actually done a quick look to see when the, when the window... I mean, obviously, the league like, starts oh, the, this coming weekend. That is a great question. I'll see, as per Beyond 90 Pod tradition, if I can find out the answer during the pod. I hadn't thought of All that. Right. I assume <laughs> now, if they're consistent with men's, the window will shut after the start of the season. But that's an assumption. So I'll see if I can find out find that out. Because um, we're yeah, also anyway. waiting for, I think, Emily Van Egmond, to the best of my brain, memory i don't know how well it's working today on a monday but emily van egmond has not yet signed for a big club so we'll wait and see what happens with that i don't expect that she'd be taking a break at this point Mm -hmm. in the cycle leading up to the 2023 women's world cup in australia and new zealand talking about that we crossed the 200 uh, sorry 200 the two-year mark so we're less than two years until that event now so covid you've got that long to sort yourselves out so we'll be able to go off to the game and hopefully um, or the games and hopefully people will be vaccinated enough 
or COVID's just something that's a, a bit of a bleak memory and, and we're otherwise operating in some kind of new normal. Now, I have seen that uh, hopefully Neil is joining us pretty soon, so I look forward to him joining us. Other news that we can talk about, Eric, given that we were just talking a little bit about the FAWSL, can you give us your thoughts on she plays? Have you got your <coughs> your fantasy team set up? Because I'm uh, I'm a bit dismal with those things. Okay. So uh, basically the best solution is to actually run to play no matter what. And just it does it actually does help you get more familiar with the league doing stuff like this. And this is why I'm actually trying hoping to, you know follow the league a bit more closely this season just because you you find yourself paying attention to teams and players you may not usually uh pay attention to so um obviously the best solution is to know is is to be like me and npl new south Wales women's and just know every player but if not i found that basically you pick your stars and then you to save yourself time because there's a lot of players you would just um select a theme for the rest of the squad if that makes sense to fill out the squad so the theme i've gone with with my team is just basically uh footballers from ireland so let's see i my two keepers are grace maloney from if i just quickly run through my team grace maloney grace maloney i've gone blank is from reading see this is why i need to know the league better grace maloney (laughs) from reading and courtney brosnan from everton then but not all these players are Irish, but that's the theme I've gone for. Uh, back for Irish internationals, Louise Quinn and Harriet Scott, both from Birmingham City. Neve Charles from Chelsea and Aoife Mannion from Manchester United, because they both have Irish names. And um, Maz Pacheco, who's half Filipino, which is why I chose her. So my midfielders are, let's see. Let's see, so Megan Colony from Ireland. Two English women with Irish sounding names, Eileen Whelan and Shannon O'Brien. Shout out to Shannon O'Brien, by the way, from Leicester City, who wears the number 27, which is my favorite number. And then I fill that out with the two most expensive midfielders in the game, Kim Little and Caroline Weir. So not bad. Then um, the forwards. Is that cheating? Kim Little is not Irish. She's no, no. Scottish. Yeah, well, well, there aren't actually 15 Irish players. And unless also, it's like Sam Kerr and there's two Sam Kerrs and you need to make sure that you pick the you right do, one. Right, yeah, Welcome yes. as well, Neil. Sorry to um, sorry to interrupt Eric's train of thought, but mm. we better stop and pause for just a moment and say g'day to one of our contributors from across the other side of Australia and someone who's not in lockdown. So you can see that he has a haircut and all these kind <laughs> of special things. Neil, <laughs> welcome. It's terrific to have you on the podcast tonight. It's lovely to be here. Yes. Um, Welcome from the hermit kingdom of WA, (laughs) where apparently, according to our prime minister, we're living in caves, but never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're in big caves because you're allowed to go off and visit family and friends. So we're very envious of of your realm at the moment. And probably to top it off, you have good weather as well. So and Um, football. Yeah, and football. Although the weather this week, it's uh, even though it's going to be spring in a in a day or two's time, it's uh, decidedly wintry. It's uh, a top of fifteen degrees here. I think on Thursday, um, so it's it's going to turn really chilly. But yeah, it's been great, and we've been fortunate enough to get a full season of, uh, of football behind us, which has been fantastic. Yeah, I think we're going down the esports route over on the mm-hmm. the east yep. coast these days. There's um, and I'm, I've not been involved too much in it, but that might be where we have to go. We lost all of our season last last year. This season, we've um, yeah, it's just in the bin at the moment. So we'll wait and see. Neil, just so you know, we're just going through Eric's picks in the She Plays Fantasy mm. Football Network for the FAWSL. So we may as well let him keep going as he yeah. was making well, up Irish players. Well, I can't. I wanted the theme. There aren't fifteen Irish players to fill the squad with. That's the issue. Also, the other. So I just so in so English women with Irish names had to do or half Filipino Maz Pacheco. But, oh, by the way, I just, just talk, Neil, you support Arsenal, don't you? If I remember correctly? I, I do, yes. I was talking about Kim Little. That's fine. Don't don't yeah. worry about the other Arsenal team. Oh, Let's, well, we can talk about the good one now. Yes, so, good. yes. So Kim Little, I mean, play. it is yeah. cheating, but I had the money to spend in my cap. So the other three forwards, so Katie McCabe is Irish, and then I couldn't find, then there's Simone McGill from Northern Ireland, which that's named, the next door that's on the same island and um kaya simon and that's that's my squad so as i 
as I did in the Beyond 90 post I showed today, you should be able to beat it, my team, if you take it more seriously than I do. But anyway, it's, it's a lot of fun. It will help you, um, I think, get more acquainted with the FAWSL. But um, so and on Eric, to... I haven't had a chance to catch up with the social media today, but mm-hmm. one of the things which we do have is we have a Beyond 90 mini league, I think, yes. for, for yeah. that. So if that's... If you've shared that, we'll share it again. If yeah. you haven't shared it, we'll make uh, sure that we include it in the in the show notes yes, and whatnot yes, because people I did can it, compete yeah. against yes. Eric. Yes, and, and anyone now, else at, who's joining at the moment is Stefan and I, and um, we would like we would like more friends, please. <laughs> Neil, tell us about your week. How's it been going? You've had a big week in football, I imagine, but hopefully, there's other stuff going on in your world. Yeah, it has been a big week. Um, uh, today, I got my uh, my second vaccination, my AstraZeneca. So uh, I'm feeling I'm feeling very happy about that, and so far so good. No uh, no ill effects. But yes, the uh, the football's really taken over. Um, it was a big big uh, weekend in the NPW uh, in, here in WA. The the friends set of the pace setters and last season's league champions, Man FC. Um, came up with a thumping win on Saturday and that put the pressure straight back onto the team in second place at that point, Northern Redbacks, who've been playing. They've been playing catch-up nearly all season. Uh, Mum FC tend to play their games on a Friday night. They nearly always win, which puts the pressure back onto Northern Redbacks. But there were big games uh, during the midweek as well. Um, because of COVID, there was a number of games that uh, had to be um, catch-up games that have been played. And the league's finally started to get into its final shape now with the top four almost settled. But there was a big game on the Sunday away from the Redbacks game um, when Perth Soccer Club played their local Italian rivals, uh, Balcata FC. Um, Both teams going for a top four spot. Um, Big upset uh, as well with the NTC going down to uh, Subiaco, who are the, the cellar dwellers. And that's only their second win in two seasons. So a big, big upset there. And that's basically put paid to um, NTC's chances of the top four. But there's still a couple more games for that, both of those teams to go yet. Um, Subiaco may even finish uh, off the wooden spoon. Um, and then um, Perth have got to play Balcata again uh, with another catch-up game. So um, they're currently three points, four points clear of Balcata. So Balcata are really going to struggle now uh, unless Perth fall over the, fall over the line at the, at the end there. So I think the top four is looking likely to be um, definitely one and two. You're going to pick that, and we'll talk that, about that in a moment, between Redbacks and Murdoch, and then Fremantle are in third. And very much looking like as if uh, Perth will round out the top four, um, unless, as I said, Balcata can beat them, and then something extraordinary happens uh, in the last game as well. So, yeah, big week and um, lots, lots going on, lots going on. In terms of the players that are playing in the MPL WWA, how many of those players have a presence in the W League or, or would be really vying for a spot in the Perth Glory squad? And have you seen Alex Aparkas around? Is he out on the West Coast or did he travel he, back? At I any think the point concern is: is he allowed to get? Was he allowed to go over? Um, well, <laughs> it is a big concern. Yeah, he's yeah. he's actually he's in lockdown in Sydney. I did yeah. uh, I did speak to him. I text message a couple of weeks ago and he was uh, at that time desperately trying to get over, but he's stuck uh, in Sydney. But training is going on with Perth Glory at the moment. Um, they're having a session a week where the contracted players that have already been signed um, are running around with the uh, Perth Glory Boys Academy, the men's academy teams, um, for strength and conditioning, and also some players from the WA NPL League are, are joining in as well. So they're running the rule over them um, Gemma Crane has just come back from an injury um, she's starting to show signs of returning to her best form as well for Perth um, and then you have in the Redbacks team uh, Kim and Sarah Carroll uh, are both playing exceptionally well at the moment again um, and then for the NTC it's a little bit of a mixed bag there Isabella Warhead and uh, Tian McKenna have had up and down seasons. Um, so they're the, the main ones. We've just seen Morgan Aquino return from uh, Sydney. She was playing in the NPL in New South Wales, um, but she's not been able to get any game time. So she would be keen to, to ramp up her training. Um, there's about eight or nine players locally um, who are 
represented from WA and then the rest are from interstate. So it remains to be seen how that gets integrated because those players have got to come over as well. So it is a little bit of a concern. Um, but I think the way that Alex has gone about his business so far, he's probably got most bases covered, I would suggest. Yeah, it's interesting when we look at some of the other states who probably can't get together for any football at the moment. And, and you talk about the players who have been contracted, have been playing once a week or training once a week. That's You've got 19 players signed, which is amazing. I know that doesn't mean that those players are all there and ready to go, but it's. I think Perth are, are looking pretty good early on in the season to be able to at least have a squad listed and to be able to get together. Welcome to the podcast as well, Dale Roots, who's joined us down bottom of my screen. Um, this is a fantastic show so far, and I think we'll have maybe Stefan soon, and hopefully Riley will be able to join us after she attends a PFA meeting as well. Neil, is there other... Excuse me, any other juicy tidbits from the MPLWWA competition that you can think of? Well, the big one uh, is on Friday, and I think Football West are licking their lips about this one because the season has panned out where the top two teams have been going toe-to-toe and slugging it out um, basically week in, week out. Um, the current table has the Northern Redback sitting just one point clear of uh, last year's champions, Murdoch FC, Mum. Murdoch University, Melville, to give them the correct title. Um, Redbacks now have to travel to Mum FC and play them at their home ground on Friday evening. As I say, a point clear, so a draw would be sufficient, but I don't think that they can afford to go and play for a draw because Murdoch are an absolute goal machine this season. They've scored in 20 20 games. They've scored 79 goals. Um, Their goal difference is plus 65, would you believe? So... They are absolutely on fire. Um, they won 9-0 on the weekend. They are regularly beating teams 4 or 5-0. But Northern Redbacks have beaten them once in the league already. They drew them in the second game in the league. They lost the cup match, the, the cup semi-final, but it was 2-0 to Murdoch. And then at the end of normal time, Redbacks had pulled it back to two walls. So they... I'm not saying they have the wood on on Murdoch, but they're the only team in the league that appears capable of actually stopping them from scoring a, a half full of goals. Redbacks also have the current leading, leading scorer in the league in Larissa Walsh, who has uh, scored 14 so far. And then the next three on the, on the ladder are, are all Murdoch players. So if they can stop them for periods of time, uh, this is going to be one hell of a game. And I think probably the biggest game in WA women's football for a good two or three years. Most of the players from Murdoch have come from a now defunct club called Queen's Park, who won the double a couple of years ago, went through unbeaten. So they're a very, very organised team. They're well, they're well acquainted with each other and they're very difficult to beat. But then Redbacks have also been together for a long time as well. They've got four players in their ranks have all played over 200 games now. So it's really two highly experienced squads going at it um, and it should be quite the spectacle on Friday evening. Um, Does that mean it's something that we'll be able to watch on um, on NPL TV? No. Did they sign um, up or is it Football West Facebook? Football West Facebook and their YouTube channel. Oh, They'll yeah. both, they live stream at the same time. So yes, um, and, and I think that there will be a lot of people um, tuning in to watch that, hopefully from interstate as well. We did, uh, we did see a message coming in to uh, the Facebook page, uh, Northern Redbacks from Mexico one day. So there mm-hmm. are some people watching yes. from inter- international as well. Um, so that's going to be a massive, massive game. And then the following weekend, uh, they go straight into the top four. So there's no rest at all. Um, so it, it's going to be pretty hectic for, for the players for the next two to three weeks. But as you pointed out, Cheryl, we've, we're fortunate that we've got football. So we're, we're grateful for that. We really are grateful for that. Oh, well, that's a, that's a really good wrap. And, and we've been um, remiss in not giving enough coverage to 
football across the other side of Australia and in South Australia as well. So I think we'll get Ben Gilby will come back to talk about that. Hopefully we'll also have Molly joining us in the next couple of weeks to give us a bit of an update on football in Tasmania. If we can get a volunteer, we'd love to have someone come and talk about football in Queensland, which I imagine must be happening as well. So yeah, there's sure still is, yeah. plenty of football on. It's just not necessarily right in front of your face if you're in Victoria or if you're in New South Wales. Um, maybe we should focus a little bit on the the W League squads that are out at the moment, and I'll maybe I'll call out the numbers of signings and potentially even some some big transfers. I don't know if I'll be able to remember those, but we said with Perth that they've got nineteen players have been signed to the club, and to be honest, they've been signed to the club for quite a while. Adelaide United have ten players who have been signed. I'm really excited to see Miranda Templeman there as the goalkeeper she's been in WA for quite a while Neil and I don't know how much you know about her I would imagine probably a little bit Matilda McNamara might be a bit of a favorite with Eric so I imagine you're pretty happy with that um did you want to add any thoughts as I go Eric or I'll just keep babbling along I just thought um just because Dale has joined us Canberra have announced uh Michelle Heyman then I just want to point there's um um, they're supposed to announce, they're going to announce a player tomorrow morning and then one Thursday morning as well. So Dale, any thoughts on who those two players might be? Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they're players like Jess Rashart or you kind of Flannery's and, um, Mars. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really have any inside scoops at this stage. I don't think that there will be too many surprises at this mm-hmm. stage. Canberra hasn't had any football for the past uh two weeks now so um i don't think there will be any major surprises it'll be interesting to see who they bring in though obviously they've lost a bit of pace up front yes uh and uh you know having Heyman back in the squad is really good but yeah as you say i'm, I'm not sure uh exactly who will be brought in but look i mean they've got the best striker in w league history on the pitch so as long as they're getting the ball to her then they'll hopefully there'll be some some improved returns this year after the, the semi-final Sounds good. All right. And if we go back to Brisbane Raw, who've signed five players now, to the best of my knowledge, they'll also have a new coach in Gareth McPherson joining them. So the goalkeepers at the moment, or Georgina Worth, then they've got a defender, Jamila Rankin, midfielder. So far, they have Holly Palmer. And then forwards, the two key people that they've signed so far, Larissa Kramer, which would be terrific to see her get some more football action. And then Mariel Hecker, who had such an amazing season last year. So it'd be really exciting to see them play. Melbourne City have four players signed, still with Rado, which will make you guys happy. They've got a couple of defenders they're fleshing out the the back line at the moment with Chelsea Blissett who had been unavailable for a while with an ACL injury Emma Checker is announced and she is the captain Rebecca Stott terrific to have her back and then pretty exciting news I think in Hannah Wilkinson from New Zealand is joining their team as a forward I think that's really exciting for me sometimes Melbourne City have been incredibly dominant, but they don't always have a key striker. And I think Hannah Wilkinson will play that role pretty well. And I'm looking forward to seeing that. I was actually going to ask Neil as well to see whether or not is, are they going to set up a football hub for the W League in Perth so everyone can just play over there? Might be a good idea. Yeah. Um, There is talk of the grand final, the AFL grand final coming here. So um, that would put us onto the opposite side to what it was last year when we were thinking that we were going to have to send teams over east. Um, just going back to Miranda Templeman, uh, that's an excellent pickup by Adelaide. Uh, she's a very, very good goalkeeper. She played in the NTC last year and has matured incredibly over the last couple of seasons. Um, went over to Sydney with a number of players from WA, including Hannah Lowry as well, to play in the NPL there. And as things have panned out, unfortunately, that's not been uh, that's not been the case for them. But she's an excellent goalkeeper, um, and it will do her a power of good. There's two keepers here at Perth with Morgan Aquino um, being signed, and also Courtney Newborn has come in as well. Uh, so the the positions for the goalkeepers were looking pretty pretty scarce in the hometown. So I think it's great that she's going to get some W League experience uh, in Adelaide. Yeah, good shout out. 
Melbourne Victory are next on my list. They've signed 10 players. I won't go through all of them, but so far not really any change, any new players, apart from Alana Murphy has signed her first professional contract. So congratulations to her. Newcastle Jets have six players. Just having a quick look, we see Sonny Franco is back with them. That's um, there was a bit of a handball for her during that. Was it was it during the finals or was it? To, it must yeah, have she, been during the finals. She was signed as a sh- on a short term contract for the specifically for the semi final. She went from Newcastle to Brisbane, so now she's back at Newcastle. No good. We already talked about Perth Glory, and then we look at Sydney, who have eight players who have been signed. Anyone? specifically that you guys want to call out there maybe one person would be Paige Satchel who's moved from Canberra United over to Sydney do you think that that will have a big impact on their gameplay uh, so Sydney well now they get to um, pair Paige Satchel with Courtney Vine so um, so those two one on each flank are uh, good luck to all opposition fullbacks yeah and they've got a beanie as well yes um, so I think the tactic for Sydney will be run very fast uh, and then put Remy Simpson, who is not the fastest player in the W League, up at the point and just run fast past her and let her tap it in. Um, I'm really glad to see that, uh, you know, Paige Satchel is going to stick around in the W League. I think she was a bit of a, I wouldn't go so, so far as to say a surprise packet because, um, you know, she's um, she's played for the, the Football Ferns. So, um, like she's obviously international level quality, but really good to see her stick around. I think it's good that we're getting a few more um, Kiwis, as you were saying as well with um, uh, Hannah Wilkinson and obviously Stoddy signing for Melbourne City, um, which was really good. Um, but yeah, uh, it, I think Sydney's <laughs> Sydney's problem last year was not necessarily scoring goals. <laughs> they did that quite frequently. Um, it'll just be, as you say, it'll be interesting to see how they kind of fit not even really like three into four. It's kind of like five into three at this point. Um, they've got a few players that they could be using in a lot of those positions. Um, so yeah, as I said, it'll be interesting to see exactly how they operate. Um, they, they, I have some question marks around their midfield, especially with a few other players kind of moving on. Um, obviously, Clear Wheel is now in Norway. So um, yeah, I think, think it'll be interesting to see how they kind of restock uh, their midfield uh, there before they need to th- kind of get the ball, kind of got to got the get the ball through the middle before you get it to the forwards. So that's the theory, at least. Okay, and then the final team that I've got to go through at the moment is the Western Sydney Wanderers with new coach Catherine Canuli, who had been the assistant coach for many many years. So I think they've got nine players signed. Tegan Allen has moved across from mm-hmm. Melbourne City. I think she was last year. She's come across to the Wanderers, um, and then a great number of re-signings there that I think will make Eric very happy. Uh, not as happy as them signing Bianca Galich. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. That's great an signing. incredible pickup. Yeah. Stolen from Canberra, if my memory serves me roughly well. Yes. And yes. Uh, credit to Catherine Cooley for pulling that off. Like that's That was a yeah. massive shock. And um, as you say, it is, you know, obviously kind of, uh, Tegan Allen is a Western Sydney girl. I think she lives in Penrith, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, so yeah. makes a lot of sense getting her at this stage. And yeah, as, as you said, a good, relatively good signing. There was a bit of a joke going around that I'm glad that T- they're making some depth signings for their bench with Tegan Allen going across after Melbourne City's efforts last year. But um, yeah, some some good signings for Canoli. And I, I think it's great to see Canoli in a coaching position as well. Yeah, finally. You know, she's kind of cut her teeth at ST Raiders and, um, now as a Wanderers assistant, so good to her. Good to see her getting a getting a gig as a, a full time coach. So that's nine teams, all the players that we've got so far who have been announced. But we did have a press conference not that long ago with James Johnson and Tony Gustafsson, and, and they were talking about twenty twenty three and the Olympics and other bits and pieces. But one of the things I think it was James that said it was around their desire to get expansion happening as soon as possible. So given that we know when the season starts, I think, is there a 5% chance, a 25% chance that we're going to see another another club join the league this this year or this season? I think um, Jack with Alex suggested that probably less than 5% this season. Yeah. Um, but when you see where the AFLW has gone, it's an absolute priority I would suggest for FFA to get at least another club in uh, by 23 
just so that we don't have this ridiculous situation of a buy. And but I think even more important is that we have a full home and away season going. Mm. Um, the, the players are ready to go, and and they need to be. And players now migrating away from the W League in towards the European League. So FFA have really got to try and look at how we're going to keep our, our best talent here. Um, and I think having a full home and away with, you know, at least 20 games being played has got to be a better solution than, than what we've got at the moment. It's, it's gone yeah. on too long. Um, for clubs with an A-League licence, I would have suggested that it would have been an absolute priority for them to get a W-League team in as well. Mm. I have to agree. And, and I think that, like, uh, obviously the state feds would not be happy with that happening because, like, there's you know, they, they like to have their, their best players playing NPL. But I mean, the reality is, as you say, I don't think there's a, I think 5% would be, uh, I'd be, if, if there's a W league that, if there's another W league team this season, I'll go out and buy a lottery ticket because I just don't think it's happening at this stage of the season, uh, at this stage of the year. Um, but in saying that, I think like, there's been talk of the Phoenix wanting to pull together a, a bid. I mean, obviously that's not going to happen at the moment, but there's plenty of capable um, ventures out there, whether they be associated with the W, oh, sorry, an A-League team at the moment, or whether it is somebody like, you know, Wollongong, Illawarra Stingways, they've got Football South Coast has got its own kind of agenda going on. They play their own MPL. Um there's a good feeder team there. I would wonder how that would affect Wanderers' recruiting policy. But again, uh, that is a problem for people with much bigger brains than myself. But as Neil said, I just think that the time has come to kind of kind of cross this bridge and bring in another team. And, and as you say, the, the system that we have with like some weeks, three teams having a buy, it's just not tenable. Like you've got players like Claire Wheeler who are in their first and second or third years of the W League moving across to Norway they're not breaking into the Matildas team. The reason they break, the reason they're moving across there is because they want to become better footballers. It's not necessarily because they want to break into the Matildas. It's because they're making a kind of an economic decision, a personal decision to take this, start taking this seriously. And without an option for players to stay home and do that, it just kind of limits the amount of players that A, will be able to keep and B, um, will be able to kind of mold to fit the, I don't know, the Australian way, which is a strange way of being really weirdly nationalistic about how a football team is played. But um, if you've got all these players going over there, I don't think that it's the best thing for the league. It's obviously not the best thing for the FFA. But, you know, as you said, Neil, I think the time's come to throw off the shackles and chuck at least another team in. I mean, even as you were saying, like with the A4W, like NRLW is doing the same thing this season. They're bringing in another two teams. They're probably going to bring in another two teams next year with the New Zealand bubble being open and potentially another team being added into uh, into New South Wales. So, like, they're going to be at eight. The AFL's got, like, 35 teams, I think. I don't really follow the AFLW, sorry. Um, but, like, you know, there's so many athletes out there. There's so much opportunity, and we're just kind of, like, sitting around twiddling our thumbs, going, like, oh, yeah, cool, nine teams is great. Like, come on. We've got 12 teams. We've got 12 teams in the A-League. Just make it happen. There was a time I would have said over my dead body, we will get another team before we get a full home and away season. But now I'm, I'm kind of into it. Bring it on, bring more, give more players opportunities. Mm-hmm. I say set up a second team in, in the ACT. Yeah. Stefan, what do you reckon? <laughs> I'm up for that. <laughs> hello, everyone. Full house today. Oh, hello. Yes. Hey, Belconnen United for W League then. Is that, yeah. is that what that means? <laughs> they ran they ran Sydney Uni close. There's another they team did. that could come in, Sydney Uni. Remember they bid for an a, a W League they, license? They did. And then they decided. And then yeah. they've got a great venue. It just needs some more lights and to get rid of the big shipping container that has the rugby club sponsor on it. And a pitch of grass. Uh, so. Look, <laughs> I'm doing, look, I'm thinking of the, not thinking of the, I'm thinking of the aesthetics here. Stefan, thank you for joining us on the podcast. I think just quickly before we throw to you to give us your amazing Nordic rap, which I'm really looking forward to because it's been sort of the mainstay of football that's taken us from the end of the FAWSL and the end of the W League. We'd be able to get more and more football. Just quickly, some results from France. Their league has just kicked off there. And if you haven't already read it, we've got a, a season kickoff on the Beyond 90 website from Camille has written that. And a big shout out to Camille tonight. It's her birthday. So big happy birthday to you. Camille is based in France and writes directly for us from there. Um, so in, in those matches, I think Mary Fowler's Montpellier had a bye this 
this week, but we did see a little bit of Ellie Carpenter as Leon ran out 3-0 victors over a team that I can't remember without my notes in front of me. Ellie didn't jump on until I think about the 72nd minute, so she got a little bit of gameplay. She's had a bit of time out, but we'll now start seeing the Aussies coming back. And then the other thing that's probably worthwhile mentioning, I think Chloe Legazzo did get some game time in their 3-0 loss to the Chicago Red Stars. I think she came on about the 59th minute. So it's good to see that we've got some Aussies who are back on the pitch and with the FAWSL coming on, we'll see some more. But where they've been playing for a while, I'll throw to Stefan and it's all yours for about the next 10 minutes probably. I'll just sit here and chill. Thanks, Cheryl. Um, all righty, let's start with Norway. Um, Norway, in Norway, they're up to round 12 of 18. Uh, Nicola Orgel is playing there for Klepp. Uh, Klepp's currently positioned ninth in the league. Um, their cup game midweek was postponed until the ninth. I'm not sure why, um, but they did have a top Syrian game against Lynn at home and they had a one-all draw. But uh, Nicola wasn't, wasn't on the match card again and she's she suffered a strain a while back and it's taken quite a while to, uh, to get right by the looks of it. Um, they're still um, towards the bottom of the uh, of the ladder at the moment, so the the draw will be most welcome that result, and they'd be looking towards better things building on that. Um, over in Lilstrom, Carly Rosbacken is out of quarantine, so she'd be should be very happy about that. Um, I haven't heard yet whether she's uh, training with the team yet. Um, I'm going to keep an eye on that sort of thing. Um, they had a massive win against uh, Grand Baudur. Uh, a 9-2 away win, so just a huge win. Um, they did not play a top Syrian game in the weekend, but they have a game coming up against Colbotton. And in the top Syrian in general, the top four teams have got a massive um, jump on the rest of the league. So they're at least 10 points ahead of everyone else. So it's quite a, quite a different sort of competition this year um, in that regard. Um, over to Sweden... Um, Rosengard, the top team, with Charlie Grant and Tegan Micah. Uh, Charlie got on the uh, on the pitch this week, which is great. Um, they had a, a four 0 win away to to Emily Gilnick and uh, Claire Polkinghorne's Vizio. Um, and both Charlie and uh, Emily made second half appearances. Polks is not on the card at the moment either. For the last few weeks, so I'm not sure what's going on there, but I hope she's getting herself uh, right and good. Um, and Tegan, after playing last week, was on the bench for this particular game. Uh, and the news is over there that she was going to have some very st- stiff competition against uh, Canadian gold medalist goalkeeper Stephanie Labbe. Uh, but she's moved on to PSG, we've heard. So, mm. yeah, moved across in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So, um, Tegan's competition now is in the form of their. Um, previous under-17s goalkeeper, Angel Newcastle, who also seems like um, a fierce competitor because she actually got the got the nod for the game on the weekend. So Tegan sat on the bench. Um, so Angel has come from their under-17s from Rosengard. So she's obviously got a lot of promise as well. So, But it's good to have competition, right? So we'll see how we go. I'm sure, I'm sure Tegan will get plenty of game time. Um, they have a Champions League game coming up in... This week, midweek, against Hoffenheim. And the next home game is against AIK next weekend. Um, Dylan Holmes got on the park for BK Hecken, and they won uh, five home, 5-1 five at home against Hammerby. Uh, no sign of KK for Hammerby this week. Hasn't been on the card for them, I don't think, uh, this season. So I think she got on, might have gone on as a sub for one game, but never made an appearance in that game. Uh, they also have a Champions League game midweek against uh, the Norway- Norwegian champs, uh, Vellerenga. And I think they'd probably be favourites in that game because Vellerenga don't appear to be quite as strong as they were last season without Sheridan Spitzer, who's moved back to Dutch football. So um, they're still in the top four, Vellerenga, but they're not quite the powerhouse they were last year by the looks of it. So we'll see whether Dylan and her team can do the job midweek. Um, and next weekend, they're away to Patia in the league. Um, and finally, uh, Vexio, uh, Winona Heatley has um, made a couple of starts there at left back. Uh, they had a, a 1-0 away loss to Gardens 
uh, Winnie's been playing the um, full games, though, so that's great. First two games, she's played the full 90, uh, full 90 minutes, and they come up against Arebro next weekend. Over to Denmark, and I've got to say, I'm really enjoying the, the Danish league this year. Uh, we've got a ton of Aussies in there. There's, there's like five in the, in the Danish league. Um, you know, which is a heap more than than's over in, in Norway, for example, or Iceland. Um, and they're almost getting towards the numbers that we've got in Sweden. So um, it, it helps that four of them are concentrated in the one team and over at Fortuna Hearing. And all four were on the card for the first time this week. So that was a, a really nice thing to see. Um, Alex Swin has, um, I think, has come good with her, with her injury and she's, she's back in, in contention for the for the team and getting on the park. She didn't make it on the park for this game, but it's nice to see that she's made her way back into the um, into the lineup. And um, they had a good 4-2 away win against um, Ty Thistead. Um, they were up 4-0 inside half an hour. So they were probably a little unhappy maybe about the, the way the scoreline finished up. They would have liked to have, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, got on with it. Um, Angie and Claire, Angie Beard and Claire Wheeler both started the games, the game and played the full game. Um, Angie scored the second goal, so she's she's had a really good start to the season. And uh, Claire is playing at uh, 90 minutes too when she gets on the park, so that's excellent. Uh, Indy Riley came on for the last half hour, and they played this weekend uh, against uh, Colding. In their coming up game, upcoming game. This was this is round four, by the way, of fourteen. So it's a fairly short season to the W League length. Um, and Jenna McCormick. So the really good news, I think uh, Cheryl ch- touched on it last week, is that she's joined AGF. Um, she'd been with them for about a month, by the looks of it, and has settled in really well. She wrote a a really uh, heartfelt, nice note on social media as she joined AGF. Um, she talked about her challenging 12 months in football and um, how she ex- she was excited to be joining them and has felt greatly welcomed and, and respected and valued there. So that's really nice to see after a couple of tough stints in Europe prior to, to this one. Um, I so think she was my Queen of the Week last week, wasn't she? And she's got a, a pretty decent shiner. There were a couple of photos on social mm. media I think one of the shiners looked like it was all, almost down halfway down her cheek. So big shout out to Jenna. Hopefully you're okay, but oh, I don't know if there's anyone tougher in football out there. I'm sure there are many tough women and men playing football, but Jenna's got to be one of the toughest. Yep. Yeah. I'm just glad that she's um, settling in well and has found somewhere that, that obviously agrees with her. So, uh, and she's um, hopefully going to do, do really well there with, with all that good good karma behind her. So um, I should tell you the score, shouldn't I? It was a two-all draw. Uh, it was a it was an away draw against the third-place uh, Bronby, who are usually a bit of a powerhouse in that league. So um, they'll be happy with the, the 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 point for that. But they they were another team this week who had a good half-time lead. They were leading 2-0 at half-time and uh, didn't come away with all three points. But uh, regardless, it's still uh, a useful point in this league. So, and finally over in Iceland, um, Emma Cheka, she's been going really good as captain the last few games. She's uh, second win in a row, I think. So this is, they had a 6-2 home win against IBV. Um, IBV, I think is the team that has that enormous cliff face hanging over the, the ground, which is uh, the background of the Nordic Raps. Um, and uh, it's it was their best win of the season. And, they're up to round 15, so they've only got three games left, but they actually played their round 16 game earlier in the year. So I think they've only got two games left to play in that league over there. So they're, um, they'll be ready, some of those Icelandic players, to coming back to the W League, hopefully. They'll be back in time. So there's a chance that they could finish as high as maybe second, but more likely it'll be that third or fourth position. Yeah. That's right. They should be in the finals, hopefully, the way they're going. Yeah. Um, so their next game is their second last game, and it's against Tinderstall, who are the bottom team, and they're playing at home. So hopefully a win coming up there. In the um, Icelandic First Division, Aideen Keane has been setting the division alight, I've got to say. she's She's been 
been with KR Reykjavik for three weeks. She's scored in every game and she's playing with a lot of heart and determination, I've got to say, from from the footage that we're seeing. Um, so good on good on you, Aideen. Um, making every post a winner over there in Iceland. So it's great to see. She was a little... Uh, after, after a game in which she um, scored, assisted, won a penalty, uh, she also received two yellow cards and a red. So, um, and she was a little uh, <laughs> perturbed about the second yellow because it was, it looked like one of those ones where she copped a, a, a blow to the ankle and, and, and went down and, and then copped the yellow for un, unknown reasons. That's, that's what she was sort of uh, saying on social media. So, so a game in which she honestly did it all. So, um, Good on you, Aideen. You're, you're, um, you're having a wow of a time there, and it's really good to see. So um, their next game is against uh, Hauke at home uh, this weekend. That's it for the Nordic wrap. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. I think we've probably got time for Queens of the Week. We've already had an update on some of the NPLW from Neil. So, Neil, you may or may not have come across our Queens of the Week. Sometimes the guys throw in some jokers as well, but it's your opportunity to give a shout-out to a woman mostly in football that you think has done an excellent job this week and, and the jokers are maybe, well, a joker is a joker, as you can imagine. Stefan, did you want to go on with that and then throw to whoever you want to? Sure, yeah. So in, in keeping with uh, with my positive thoughts about Aideen, she's my queen of the week. So anyone who um, who uh, is able to have a game like that and is sent off for, uh, for a... Uh, a reason like that reminds me of my only red card in my career, which was uh, I got I copped a red card for being spat at once. The referee assumed that, that I that I'd done something wrong, but I hadn't, and I got sent off. So it reminded me of that. So, uh, but uh, this is all about you, Aideen. So yeah, you're definitely queen of the week for uh, for what you're doing over there in Iceland. So uh, good on you. Could Very be good. the most Canberra football story as well. <laughs> we had a coach. So when I I played. Um, NPL before it was called NPL. I played NPL men's uh, in about 2006 uh, and I was playing for Gungahlin Juventus, which became Gungahlin United, um, sort of. Uh, and my coach was uh, spat at on the sideline. And then uh, the the person who was accused of this heinous act was let go uh, by the tribunal. And that was the last time that my coach ever coached. And then about probably six years later, I was playing like all age men's after I graduated high school, I was playing all age men's. And I actually ended up coming up against him in uh, my old coach in like all age men's eights, uh, which I was playing for a bit of a laugh. So yeah, it was kind of strange the way the world works. We met up, he, he was my my first men's coach. And then I ended up playing against him as a, as a slightly older, older lad. Dale, how about your Queen of the Week? Have you got one for us? Uh, yeah, so so my Queen of the Week is Amandine Henri. Um, Amandine Henri is, uh, at the moment, the captain of the French national team, very well-known def- <clears throat> defensive midfielder for uh, for uh, Lyon, uh, who, as you were saying, had a win on the weekend against Thad Rimes. Uh, my, she is obviously my Queen of the Week for being, A, one of my favourite women's footballers, um, in the world, but be taking the time out to go and support her other half who plays in the French fourth tier, uh, just took the dogs out and went to like the, basically the local NPL ground where he plays and put up a post on social media. So for keeping it all in the family, Amadine Henri is my queen of the week. Very good. All right. We'll go to Eric and then Neil, you've got some more time to keep thinking of one. So I, I missed a lot. So I've got to catch up by naming multiple queens. So firstly, we've mentioned, well, we've mentioned all the, I think we've mentioned a couple of these plays before, but uh, Bianca Galic, I like the idea that the Wanderers might try and fund their WL team exclusively by selling customized jerseys to me. Keep it up, Catherine <laughs> Cunley and the Wanderers. So yep, that's, that's on the shopping list. And then also I think Chelsea Blissett, Look, she was really unlucky. It was set for her to uh, have a big opportunity last W League season. And then, as we know, she suffered that ACL injury. I think, I mean, she, I think not by herself, it's ridiculous to say she would have solved all of Melbourne City's problems, but at least that's like 
like a left-footed player that can attack and defend. They're hard to find. So hopefully we can see the best of her this season. And then uh, shout out to, uh, it's always a big deal when a player signs their first W League contract. So two of them, Sheridan Gallagher, who will be signed for the Wanderers. This who has been signed for the Wanderers this season. She's been really impressive for a few years in NPL and futsal. So, and also up at Newcastle, Kirsty Fenton, a young defender that I rate very highly, who is apparently still only 17, but according, at least according to the website, made her first grade debut in 2017. So for you, I don't know how that works. Maybe she was, maybe she was actually 13. Who knows? But yeah, she's been given a first contract by the Jets after being in the Jets Academy for a number of years. And I, I'm looking forward to seeing Kirsty in the double league. I think she'll do really well. Thanks very much, Eric. Was, Neil, was Kirsty Fenton at, oh, was she at Northern Tigers no, recently or has she always no, been at? She's, she's always been Jets. She's always been at the Jets, Jets yeah. yeah. No, I, I seem to remember watching her go around for, for the Jets Academy and being mm. thoroughly impressed that yes. somebody of such a tender age mm. can be kind of whipping older attackers yeah. into shape, which is always yes. good to see. The Jets yep. will need that this season. Yep. Neil, how are you doing? Have you picked out your queen of the week and no That's jokers great. so far? No. Um, yeah, I've got, well, a bit like Eric, I've, I've got a couple. Um, so both based in Italy um, and both had their first game for their club, one as a coach and one as a player. So Ella Mastro Antonio had a first run out for Lazio um, over the weekend. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't a win. They went down 2-1 against Sampdoria uh, in Syria. And then the assistant coach, Nicola Williams. So two West Australians flying the flag for the Aussies in Italy. Um, Ella had the stint with Bristol City last year, um, came back to Perth, got herself back into shape and picked up a contract, um, probably through knowing Nicola. Um, Nicola was her coach when she was running through the, the junior ranks here in Perth and the uh, West Australian State team. And then Nicola has had some experience in Syria uh, along with Carolina Maracci. So, yeah, big shout out to those two. I think it's amazing what's going on. Um, don't have any real jokers. Um, I would sort of just stray out of the bounds of uh, female football and just call our Arsenal Football Club as the biggest jokers of the whole bloody week. So uh, we'll leave it at that, shall we? <laughs> Good. Can I can I uh, shout out for Alamester upon... Antonio? Yeah. Can I expand on on Neil's uh, love of Alamester Antonio? Always a huge fan of somebody play, who puts on social media a shout out to their uh, kit supplier for supplying them with black boots. Huge fan. <laughs> yes. Um, big big ups to her. She's one of the. I, I think her going to Italy will really really suit her. Obviously, she's got the heritage there, so she'll speak the language. But also, like, she's a brilliantly technical footballer, one of the best that we've, in my opinion, not really seen enough of the Matildas. She's one of mm-hmm. my favourite kind of dub players. A uh, bit of a cult hero, so yeah, huge, huge Elmastro Antonio fan. Um, was the first was the first player to get a yellow card in the W League as well? Yes, she yes. was. Oh, that's yep. what I was thinking. So that that yep. just makes you a queen, full stop. Yep, yeah, she's very <laughs> proud of that one. <laughs> Wouldn't she have been sixteen at the time as well? So she was, I'm presuming yes. she's smashed an older player and gotten booked. Great stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, very good. Um, and in fact, one of her um, one of her muckers, a big muckers. Um, Mariana Tavain um, is still playing as well. Uh, Mariana did have a stint in Croatia, playing Champions League in Croatia a couple of seasons ago. Came back to Perth Glory last year, and she's playing at Man FC. So I might have a word with her uh, about you know just being a little bit gentle on the Redbacks on Friday. <laughs> All right. Well, great shout outs. I don't actually have a Queen of the Week this week. I feel like I've just been in lockdown and the world doesn't exist an awful lot out here in lockdown when your internet is not really that good and you can't keep up with too much football but I'm very much looking forward to the Super League starting on the weekend and then the week after that I think we've got um, in Japan we'll be able to see Alex Chidiak playing as well so it's getting exciting we'll count down into the W League we'll count off the end of some of the Nordic Leagues as well so exciting times guys thank you very much for joining me it's been fantastic to have you on the podcast Cheryl Downs I'm your host but all of these guys make it happen alongside with me as well so thank you everyone bye